When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome in to the CHGO Bears podcast on a beautiful Thursday with my always. Oh, it's sunny. It's beautiful. And my always positive teammate right He's here, like Greg Braggs. He's like a bowl Braggs, of sunshine just, in that giant blue. Just walking on um, sunshine. Just, just, just for the 30 seconds before we started the show, just was calling me a bad teammate and everything else. <laughs> Cursing him out. That's, that's, the way I want, that's the way I want to roll into the show. We have a very busy show today. Adam Hogue's coming up at 1225. Robbie Gold is retiring. The Bears want to stay in Chicago. Right? Right, Bragg? We've got a lot. We've got a lot to cover. It's exciting Ju- stuff. Justin Fields is putting his faith in the Almighty for his future. I actually beat the Bears last night. I'll explain that. Yes, he spoke to the media. Yes, he spoke to the media. Justin Jones is the Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee. But Albert Ramon is our official now official, official weatherman of CHGO Bears. Yes, yes. Yes. I made it. I finally made it. <laughs> I mean, Albert, when we're watching, uh, you know, the Bears on, on, on Channel 2, and you pop in there, and you say, weatherman, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, Mississippi stays where I think you said. You've been to two schools, yeah. right? I, I, I was instantly drawn to you, and we've now oh. we, we've, we, we had a little – Twitter relationship, and now you're here. So th- thanks for making time for Bears fans who are trying to plan their Sunday versus the Lions. I'm glad we finally connected. We tried to do it on, on our air on CBS, what, about two weeks ago, and we had some uh, gremlins in the uh, control room. But uh, it's good to finally meet you guys and be on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, we appreciate it. I mean, the Bears haven't played outdoors in like a month, I think since the Carolina game on Thursday Night Football. Uh, so now we finally get back out because we need our bear weather. Bear weather is going to help us get to nine wins, Albert. That's <laughs> what we're trying to do. Well, the good news is it's not going to be outrageously cold, outrageously windy. We took snow out of the forecast. So basically what you expect for a Bears game at Soldier Field in December, that's what we have this coming Sunday. Kickoff temperature around 35 degrees, uh, mostly cloudy. So we'll have a few peaks of sunshine here and there. I think if there's one complaint on Sunday, it's going to be the wind. It's a little on the gusty side uh, out of the northwest. Let's get some wind gusts throughout the game around 20 miles per hour. So that's going to put that bite in the air, that wind chill that feel like is going to be in the mid 20s but as you know it can be a lot worse playing football soldier field in the month of december uh so 35 wind chills in the 20s that's not bad albert break down the feeling if you're sitting in the sun based on your expert weatherman opinion what will it feel like versus sitting in the shade with that wind kicking around so here's the thing. I don't think we're going to get a ton of sunshine. Uh, it's going to be mostly cloudy, and there could be a break here and there. You may get you know, two minutes of, oh, look, a, a ray of sunshine is on me. Uh, so everyone's going to be kind of in the same boat as we head towards a, a Sunday. It's going to be chilly. Bundle up. Cover the ears. Cover the head. Uh, uh, could we get a flurry or two that kind of gets spit out of these clouds? 
sure. Uh, but uh, different forecasts than what we were talking about earlier this week. We were thinking, oh, no, we've got a rainstorm mix for the bears on Sunday. But it looks like all that moisture is going to be uh, out in uh, Indiana and not over the city. Well, yeah, I mean, because that's the thing, right? I mean, th- this has got to be one of the hardest areas to predict, right, with the lake lake effect during the winter. I mean, coming from I, – I was a bricklayer for 20 years, and I think you, you might know that construction guys are weather sure. experts because we got to watch, you know, the radar all week long. We're, we're dialed into this stuff. Just hoping to get off work, Albert. Exactly. We would do our, our rain dance to see if we could summon the rain so we could get a day off. Um, so it's always ever-evolving, right? And so like you said, early in the week it was like 70% chance – of rain or snow now you're saying it's not i mean what are the chances that it could flip back the other way oh wow brags yeah i think we, i think it's pretty locked in at this point uh the, the models you're right uh, probably for the first time this season uh with this first little weather system coming in out of the pacific ocean uh this is the first one where it flip-flopped uh, two or three times we haven't seen that just yet uh and i think that's maybe a preview of what we're going to see as we roll through the rest of the winter some kind of volatility in in the data uh but uh all in all i think just to put it out there i don't think this winter is going to be as bad as what we've seen in the past uh just because we have this el nino weather pattern going on sure we're going to get some snow sure we're going to get some really cold temperatures but i think we're going to kind of have that up and down that we've seen the uh, last couple of winters where we have a, a few weeks that are brutally cold and then it's like oh hey we're we're back in the 40s Yes, All right, wait, wait, Albert wants to, uh, this is Lawrence jumping in here. I, I, you know, I have a seven-year-old. What are the odds okay. of a white Christmas? I got to get it, got to get in here. It's, it's pretty close to 0%. I did a deep uh, dive last Albert. night going through the rest of December. Uh, there are no big signals of big Arctic air, big snow, big rain, really through about the 25th of the month. So, but you know how things go. You remember last, uh, last year, it was a really mild first half of December. And then that week leading up to Christmas, we had 35 below zero wind chills. We had the bear. Remember the Bears played that Sunday. What was that? Uh, was that New Year, uh, uh, Christmas Eve? And we had wind chills below zero. So it's going to happen. But I, between now and Christmas, probably not. Interesting. All right, Albert, uh, last one here for you, and we appreciate you making time. Uh, the, the, uh, the people that watch this show, uh, half of them at least want to fire me every week, and I've always kind of dreamed about being a weatherman. Um, yeah. I, what, what, what would the process be for, you know, to get myself up to speed, get a shot in a small market, and try to make my way? I think uh, you go to Mississippi State. You got to become a, become a, a Mississippi State resident for about four years, so you can get a degree in atmospheric science with some you know broadcasting experience. And yeah, you can totally you can totally do it. I think the hardest part of uh, uh, when it comes to school is going to be the calculus, the math behind it. But then you don't use it whenever you get to a TV station. So yeah, that's I the was, good news. I was going to say, have you run into any weatherman who openly admitted to you that? Yeah, I didn't do the actual college thing. I just put it on a resume. They never checked, but I had the face for TV. And, you know, <laughs> like, I feel like, why, why do I have to go to the, I don't need the college thing, really. I mean, it was, you, 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 you got to be, you got to have the personality, right? I, don't you think I could do that? I think, I think back in the day, I think if, you know, we were having this conversation in 1975, for <laughs> sure. But, you know, the weather's crazy. The, Chicago's a fun weather market because we literally get it all. We get the severe weather. We get the flooding. We get the snowstorms. So there's got to be a, a good background of science. But you got 60% of it's all about personality, and you got it. You both got it. So we're just one degree shy of getting you guys on TV. I'm not, I'm Wait, not trying to Albert, say that. are you offended that Carm's calling you a weatherman and not a meteorologist? Yeah, no, I'm not. I mean, it doesn't matter. 
weatherman, meteorologist, weather boy, whatever. <laughs> Come on. The, okay. the, 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 even even pigeonholing weatherman meteorologist, this is a, this is a, a some media superstar joining the show who knows weather, who's got who's been to two colleges, who is uh, is is in the very fabric of the NFL right now. I'm I'm raising the bar, Lawrence. Right, Albert. And now I'm your official chief meteorologist of this Thank podcast. You. I think. Yeah. I mean, finally, finally, I made it. Yeah. Sure. So, and there it is. Who do you hey. got? Who do you got winning the game on yeah, Sunday? Yeah, give us a prediction, Albert. We got the Bears over the Lions. I mean, come on, come on. We, we got uh, everything going for us, right? Yeah. There you go. Fair Albert. weather, baby. Hey, we are going for two in a row. Detroit. They don't want this cold. They they they're in their cushy There's, dome. Exactly right. We got all these teams. <laughs> they're just not we used got to it. Arizona's yeah. coming on Christmas Eve. They don't want this bare weather oh. smoke. Yeah. Let's go, Albert. Let's go. Hey, hey, Albert. Thanks for making time. Great work at CBS. Love watching you. Okay. And uh, let, let's 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 keep the relationship rolling here. All right. It sounds good. Thank you so much for having me. And good luck to you guys. That's my. That's our guy. Thank the you, official Albert. Official meteorologist. Look at that. CHGO. We're bringing it all here. And and, and amazing. For, yeah, and for the record, people in the chat, uh, Carm, Carm, this is this was a Braggs generated idea for today's show, was it not? That's Gregory? right. That's right. That's right. We like it was going to snow. Let's get an update. Let's get an update. And I, and I was like, yes, absolutely. I was did uh, want to. I w- did want to forecast on if we were going to get Otani today too, but they're not getting Otani. That's enough with the Otani. Stop wearing Cubs gear. I'm wearing Cubs gear every day until Otani signs. All right. Uh, I'm. Uh, we're we're talking to Ho coming up here in about ten minutes. So I I'm going to give you the opportunity to tell me where you would like to. Oh, what you you know where you want to go next. No, oh, I, I'm, I'm asking Come you. Come on, let's not bury the lead no, here. No, there's, there's, there's lots of leads. Fields' press conference yesterday was super interesting, I thought. Mm-hmm. Love Justin Fields uh, and how he presented himself yesterday. The Soldier Field news, obviously, I am super interested in. Robbie Gold is uh, deserves recognition on this show. And I also have the question for Bears fans and you, Gregory, as to... You know what you're rooting for the rest of the way here, buddy. So well, we've so talked we'll, we'll, a little bit about what we've rooted for earlier in the week. I know, I know, but things we change. We beat the Justin Fields horse as bad as you can beat a conversation. Right. I mean, the spaces was last night ready to rip each other apart. So let's go to the to your wheelhouse. And okay. Let's talk about uh, right. the stadium. Let, let's 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 talk about it. All right. First of all, Lawrence, can we do a poll? If if uh, let's do a poll. I was asking Braggs what we should do for a poll, but uh, all you right. You said you had a this, great the, poll. The, the, the poll. The poll. The poll. The <laughs> poll. Wow. The, uh, you said that. It's true. Okay. But anyway, okay. what do you want to do for hey, a poll? This here? is this is a this is a, this is a, this is a this is a family show. All right. This is the poll. Do you want the Bears to stay in the greatest city in the world? A, yeah, uh, uh, how, where do you, no, let me, let's do it like this. Where do you want the Bears to play? A, the greatest city in the world. B, some lame suburb. Can we just do it like that, please? Because <laughs> that's how I think we should word it. That's how I'm wording it. That's how I've worded it from, that's how I've thought about it from the beginning. I'm seeing all this noise yeah, you can't like Braggs. You're out there saying, "Oh, you got to tear down McCormick Place if you're gonna build it in the South Lot." Doesn't and, that make sense, though? I, I have no. I I don't. I do not care about the logistics. Mm-hmm. That that's that's where. Some, no, I mean, if you're asking me where I'd prefer, thank you. That's yes. That's what I'm asking. I want it in Chicago. Thank you. Why is this so difficult? Why because I, the what they proposed in Arlington Heights was 
unique and like more than just a stadium. You it don't was an entire. I mean, that was why it was intriguing, and it and it just because of that property where the Arlington Heights race course was that there was just so much room for so many different amenities, not just the stadium included. You'd have restaurants and a sports book and a Hall of Fame area mm -hmm. and a tailgate area and all these different things, and just knowing where the area is with Soldier Field being squished in between you know, Lakeshore Drive and the and the lake that we understand that it's not as easy as as ready made as the Arlington Heights area is. But if they, you know, smarter minds than me, smarter engineers than me can come up with a design that lays out all those amenities and puts it in the same spot it is, yes, I would rather have it there. Okay, let me ask you a question. When you go to a Bears game, do you go and sit in a sports book, even if there was one, to watch the game? Or do you sit in your seat, because the seat that you paid for, to watch the Bears play football? Because you got in your car and you traveled from Indiana and you went to a tailgate and you had a couple Goose Islands. Oh, I go to a, if the Cubs have a sports book now, uh, uh, DraftKings sports book I went to once, and uh, it's it's nice, you know, like it's a How nice. How long did you stay in there? It's a nice. Well, I'll go in there after the game. You know what I mean? Like, right, it, it, right. or if it's pouring and there's a rain delay, I'll go in there and watch the game. I, like, do you, there's, you there's nothing wrong with extra amenities. When they tore down I'm not saying, I'm the not, front I'm, parking lot of Wrigley Field and turned that into, you know, the the Wrigley Landia. Now they have all these statues, a nice area yeah. for your kid to play, all these bars and restaurants, a store for you to spend money on sweet Cubs jackets like let, this. Let, let me ask you. Let yeah, me, that's let me, cool. Let, let me ask you a question. Okay, I, I get the aesthetics of, of the... Let's just talk about the really thing. The green grass and the picnic area. How much time have you spent there? I've, I've taken my daughter to a game, and she's not going to sit in her seat the entire time. We go out there. She throw, We threw the ball around. You got the big screen with the game still on. Okay. You can hang out. Okay, okay. It I, adds I, different I, I'm not, angles. I, obviously it's it not does. just about me or you. You've got to think about all the fans. I, I, I got it. I got it. And then think about but, like but, the people that couldn't be in game six of the NLCS where the Cubs took down the crappy Dodgers yeah, were, to go to the World Series and beat the crap out of Clayton Kershaw. Think about those fans that get to be outside the stadium with a big screen TV showing the game. You can still be in the Wrigley environment. There's all these different bars going on. You know, that, it's that's... It's like Wimbledon, Carm. I, I just... Look, look, look. Uh, they, do you... Let, There's let's, nothing let, wrong let, with let, a Bears landing. I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to talk logically here, and, and and I'm not trying to say that newer amenities don't have value. But I also am teeing up that you don't really do a ton going to these games other than watching the game. It's not true. Okay, but fine, fine, fine. I'm not even you gonna, don't. Okay, okay, fine, fine. I'm not even gonna argue the point. Great, you do all the things. You go to every. The last Cubs game we went to, we were no, don't shush me. The last Cubs we game we went to, we went to Murphy's Bleachers. I was like, meet me at Murphy's. Like, I'm not getting to the game till the second inning. Nobody's, not everybody's like you, you loser. <laughs> we go to the game hours before the game. We pregame. We have fun. There's traditions. Then we go in. We're blitzed off our mind. We have fun watching the game. Then we leave the game. Do things after the. Game. You don't do any of that stuff. All right. You show up late. No. You leave early. 
Okay, let's not talk about my habits, and let's not and let's not let's not. Well, you're make, projecting let, what you do. Oh my God! Let me let me remind you that I have had a relationship um, with other people outside of you in my life, <laughs> and, and, and and you think that I haven't been to the sports corner or to Murphy's or to Bernie's or to Yahtzee's or to Trace or to a million places around Wrigley. You think that I haven't been to Jimbo's back in the day mm-hmm. uh, and whatever Sluggers, it is. Sluggers. Whatever. I'm talking about. Get some rips I'm, in I'm, the I'm, cage. I'm, I'm uh, I, I, okay. Yeah. Sure. Sluggers too. Um, Jimbo's is on the south side, buddy. I'm talking about uh, where and what the new, the new bars that are around the the White Sox bar. Yes, all that things. It, but you don't think that they're going to build something of that ilk at a new stadium in, uh, at, at, in the South Lot? You think they're going to say, here's the stadium, there will be nothing for but you? Of po- course they're going to have stuff for you. Do you really need a paddle boat? Do you need the paddle boat? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going to paddle boat okay. in Arlington Heights. It I mean, looks it special. Would be great content. It would be great content. Uh, listen, I, if, if there is paddle boats, we will make the content. But if there isn't, you can paddle your way right down good old Lake Michigan, get out. Yeah, and I go mean, to they the were going to have all this residential stuff and like Ooh, running right. trails and all there? that stuff. We don't need all that. Thank you. Are you going to live there? No, you're not. But you're- you can't disagree that where it currently is to create that same environment without the residents and the, and the walking area, all that crap. Right. That it it is more complicated there because it's a tighter squeeze. Yeah, that's but, why I suggested that maybe they're going to have to, you know, take McCormick Place and reutilize it, or even tear it down to make more space for the whole Bearslandia vision. Okay. Because Great. I don't. Need, here's the other reason. I, Carl, I personally, time out, I, I don't need Bearslandia. Time out. I don't. Well, time out. This is the other reason why it needs to be Bearslandia. Is because you're trying to attract a Super Bowl here. You're trying to adra- attract another NFL draft here. You're trying to attract WrestleMania and all the other crap yeah. that brings big money into your Hell city. Yeah. That's Listen, the point. Li- and so you can't just have a stadium. It's got to be an entire area for the Super Bowl to come here. Okay. That'd be great if there was a Super Bowl here. Be amazing. That would be lots of fun. That'd be inc- That'd be amazing. I'm telling you, if somehow, some way, my dream happens that the Bears stay in the city, they are going to build an insane stadium in the city. Did you see the rendering that Bill Curtis talked about? That was cool. Okay, they're going to do something of that ilk. That's what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. You'll be, you'll have your sports book. You'll have all your things that you want, and there will, and and yes, it'll be a, a little bit of a tight spot, but. I'm telling you, going out to on 53 to Arlington Heights, that's going to be a right, tight. We haven't even talked about parking. Okay, well, like They're going to have to I, really get smart okay. with parking. Maybe it all goes underground, but like you're going to have – parking has always been the biggest issue just, at Soldier Field. Just, just Brandon Johnson, you're doing a great job. Let's make a fair deal. The Bears belong in the city. The report coming from the parking and Spiegel Show, shout out to Danny and, and Matt and mainly Shane Reardon who got the report. Um and look, the Bears reported they're using the same uh, surveying firm, Compass Survey LTD in Aurora, that they use for Arlington Heights. So this is real. And the comment from the Bears, quote, as we stated in September earlier this year, we want to appropriately explore all opportunities across Chicagoland for the development of a world-class stadium. They're not going to make a world-class stadium in Arlington Heights and a shitty one in the city. You're going to get your world-class stadium. So enough with, the, with that whole thing. Uh, and then, 
from Kevin, thanks to the leadership of Mayor Brandon Johnson and his team, we have recently engaged in positive and productive discussions with the city of Chicago. This is from Warren. We also continue to have dialogue with officials in Arlington Heights and other Chicagoland locations about a Bears stadium project. So there we go. It's uh, Bears have also met with Neighborville and Aurora and Waukegan and Richton Park and Braggs' neighborhood in Indiana. What's your neighborhood? The region. The, the region. Great. I mean, that's probably next. Um, so the area, by the way, was once recommended for the Lucas Museum. People started filing protests oh, yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah. They bailed out. So this was, was actually this was thought to be developed before. And the Olympics. If you go back and look at the yeah. renderings for when they were going to do the Olympics there, they had pretty extensive stuff going on there. So, so the, look, bottom line, there is a space that is – has been proposed before that is available. Get this done. They belong in the Cité. Just like Adam Hogue belongs on the show in a couple of minutes. I love what's happening. I do. Th- I still, if I had to bet, I'd still think they're going to Arlington Heights. They bought the land. They're, they're, they, they tore down the racetrack, the whole thing. But I am personally excited by the news, and you should be too, Gregory, and you, Bears fans, because you know what? The Bears belong in the city. Chicago Bears. So say that beginning part, two where you said about the LTD with the same as the Vikings. That was the part that stood out to me. And it's not the same as the Vikings. It's the same. It's the same company. It's the same company. Uh, you wanted the LTD. I just want a clarification on that. Yeah, I'm, and I'm, 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 read, I'm reading out of the Tribune just to give proper credit to everybody who's doing this. The Bears reported they're using the same surveying from Compass Surveying LTD in Aurora that they use for Arlington Heights and other potential locations. All right. So I have a friend that gave me a little information last night. And yeah. He said some, so some fun gossip for you. I sat in on a presentation at the University of Chicago about a year ago. It was by the firm that built the U.S. Bank Stadium for the Vikings when Kevin Warren was there. The firm already has a group that owns the land adjacent to this area, and they've already secured state funding to develop it. There you go. So they're putting, they're putting, they're fishing. Putting lines yeah, in the this water. This is what Kevin Warren, part of why he is here, is getting paid to do. Hit the like button if you want uh, the Bears to stay in Chicago. And, and and by the way, Braggs, I mean Lawrence, any any no any any early poll indicators? Uh, yeah. So um, we currently have a pretty tight split. Honestly, it's uh, we've got 120 plus votes at this point, and it's 52 percent Chicago. That's All right, not by in the lead. And uh, you forty eight percent. What are you doing? Uh, Su- yeah, hit the yeah super, super chat four ninety nine for Mister Cub, DB Swanson seven who faded at the end of the year. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Quote: First, thi- first things first. Braggs's jacket. Let's go. Chef's kiss. kiss. That thing is nice. Mark, you're awesome. Wishing CHGO and your family's happy holidays. Mr. Cub, back at you, brother. Happy holidays to you. One dollar ninety nine from Big Cram, my buddy. Carm is the type of man fan type of is the type of fan Marty B referenced. Yeah, just an old loser. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm sorry. Stuck in 1967, in the d- days d- of d- Dick Buckus, when things were were yeah. real Bears That's football. 
okay. And uh, we didn't. Okay, okay. We didn't go to uh, some snobby sports book. Uh, okay, paddle. Do cool things. Okay, paddle with boat. good quarterbacks. <laughs> no, no problem, paddle. We boat. want Tyson Bajan as our quarterback. All right, just all right. So uh, let's <laughs> save this third one. We'll save this next one for our next guest. Yes. But uh, maybe are we gonna hit a right. break here? Yeah. Um, hey, listen. Need the perfect bag for game day. Before we talk to Adam Hogue, you got it right in front of me. Brax modeled it now. Varsity Coolers <laughs> will have you set for game day and beyond with the best portable cooler. Look at that thing. Look at and it. weekend duffler around. Look at this thing. You got the exterior team colors. You got the, yeah. the map on the bottom. This thing is just awesome. You got the landmarks. You got the food scene. And, yes, it's a, it doubles as a cooler. It doubles as a travel duffel. It goes in your golf cart. It, go, it's, it can be carry-on luggage. It's an incredible gift for Christmas, right, Hanukkah, whatever you need. We got 21 teams represented. Of course, everybody's buying the Bears here. But, you know, hey, if you got fans for other teams, they got that for you, too. Uh, it's built to show up in style, baby. When you're when you're going varsity coolers, you're living the dream. So this is what you do: go to varsitycoolers.us, varsitycoolers.us, and use the code CHGO. This thing. Check out, you get ten percent off your order. It's got a sweet map on the back in case you get lost. I could, I would, if that thing was just a little bit bigger, I'd sleep in it. But it's I a put cooler my and a bag. Like you can, you can put beers in here, or That's what I just said. Well, I know, but or you can, you can put clothes in here. That's or right. Whatever your gym bag. Sweet cooler. All right, I'm going to steal it one day. You're, you're up, Gregory. Oh, uh, yeah. And I also want to give you guys, uh, let you guys know about Empire Today. With Empire Today, you get shop at home convenience, the right product for your quick needs, for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a low price guarantee. Empire Today is the best place to get new flooring. So, of course, they have copycats. You know, if you're not being copied, you're not doing it right. Empire's doing it right. But Empire can't be beaten on quality, service, speed. So competitors advertise low-quality products that Empire simply won't carry. Empire won't promise the lowest prices because anyone who does that is putting flooring in your home that they wouldn't put in theirs. They That's what it's about, the value. You want to get good value, so a good price but a good product. Uh, they keep shopping for floors simple with a curated product selection. Empire's flo- philosophy is to help you find what you need, not overwhelm you with thousands of choices and substitutes. What they leave out of their selection is as important as what they put in. Empire's product team exhaustively combs through thousands of product samples each year to find the perfect styles. It's not like going to a restaurant that has a million things on the menu. They've got the good things on the menu. Uh, Their virtual floor designer is a great way to see how new floors will look in any space. It's easy. Just snap a picture and instantly see how new floors will look in your room. Shopping for floors at a big box store can be frustrating. You might talk to someone today who was working in plumbing yesterday. Flooring is all Empire Today does they live and breathe flooring like we live and breathe the bears so you can be confident you're getting honest upfront advice they pride themselves on their convenient shop at home service they they help customers shop for floors where they use their floors so they can see exactly what their new floors will look like in their homes lighting and decor so they can make an informed decision uh service on warranties if an issue does arise just call empire they service 
against all warranties themselves. You won't have to track down a manufacturer's phone number. Schedule a free home estimate today. All listeners can receive $350 off on a discount when they use the promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash CHGO for details. All right, let's bring in our guy, Adam Hogue. As we get our Bears report today. By the way, Bregs, so fill in the blank real fast here. Bear down. Chicago Bears. Make every play clear the way to victory. Bear down. Chicago Bears. Yeah, thank you. Just one word. I, I do the Bears part, but I just keep on, you know, it starts, we wrap up our stadium talk. Those, those are the words in the song. All right. Hogue, good to see you, my friend. <laughs> I'm surprised he knows those words with all the Cubs gear he's been wearing every day this week. Yeah, we're sure going to miss you guys in Nashville. What? The White Sox. They're going to Nashville. You're going to Nashville uh, with the White Sox. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean really? there is a better chance I go see a White Sox game in Nashville than on the south side right now. That is oh, accurate. Boy. Okay. All right. Let's, let's stay on focus here. We started off the show with a zillion topics, we, and one that we haven't you know, leaned into much so far is, is Justin Fields and his comments yesterday. So, Ho, why don't, why don't you lead us into that? And you're, why, don't let, why don't we let Kentucky Bears fan lead us into that? Okay, we can do that. Kentucky Bear fan, 499. Someone tell Hogue to put on Justin Fields tape versus Northwestern and Purdue and see if he's, quote, blown away. Wow. Going at Hogue and his Caleb Williams, and, and, and yes, Fields wasn't great in those games. So what do you, I don't understand your point, though, Kentucky Bears fan, as much as I appreciate the super chat. I, I, I think this is a gotcha moment where he might have gotten himself. <laughs> yeah, he's just trying to say, well, if you're going to only look at Caleb's bad games, those were Justin's bad games. That's right. the gotcha he's trying to pull from there. But do those tapes prove that those flaws were actually legitimate? Because here the Bears are looking for their next quarterback, maybe. So I'm not exactly sure what the point is here. I will say this um, for the one millionth time. Those are not the only two tapes that I will watch or quite frankly have watched. Because what have I been doing this morning? I've actually been watching a little Caleb Williams this morning uh, in in addition to another number of other things. Also, I did not ask uh, the people I consulted, what are the two worst games I can watch? I asked... What are the two games that will give the best test for the NFL? Because you have to project this to the next level. And those two games were Notre Dame and Utah. So I didn't go into that. Let me watch the two worst games. No, it was give me the two best tests. Um, And I don't need to go back and watch the Northwestern tape. I saw uh, I I was at that game at the Big Ten Championship. And Northwestern did a phenomenal job. I was right down there on the sideline. It was a great game. Great defense. It was a good test for Justin Fields. And I think some of the, the uh, problems in that game, holding onto the ball a little bit too long and skipping some reads from time to time have translated to the NFL. You know what else has translated to the NFL? The year before when I saw Justin Fields put up, I think it was, Carm, what was it? 500 points against Northwestern in Evanston on that Friday night the year before. So a lot of the good, a lot of the bad, the same things. And oh, by the way, as we lead into this Justin Fields conversation, I am not out on Justin Fields. I don't want to be out on Justin Fields. I loved what Justin Fields had to say yesterday. I think a lot of what he had to say yesterday is exactly why the Bears should not be in a hurry to move on from Justin Fields. Um, So I don't think this story is over yet, and I don't think it should be. All right, so he's up there yesterday. Our guy, Herb Howard, 
friend of the show, uh, employee of the show, asked him the question, you know, hey, uh, do you think you've been treated fairly? And he's like, you know, basically life's not fair. And I mean, I can read the quote here, but he, he, he just, he goes in, it's like, you know, I, I p- basically put in my trust in God and whatever happens happens and nothing that you can do to me here is, I mean, it, it's part of the reason why, at least for me, I don't know where you guys are. I, I think I know where you guys are at, but for me, it's like the dude has always been incredibly likable. There's nothing to dislike about this guy. So I thought he conducted himself brilliantly yesterday. It was, you could actually feel him, which is, it's just, it, it makes you like him even more. That's how I, that's what I came out of from yesterday's press conference more than anything else. Yeah. I, I mean, I appreciated what he had to say. Um, and the truth is too, that Justin Fields is not operating, um, from a leave it all on the line. This is my last, you know, hurrah with the bears or wherever, like the, the, the final few games of Mitch Trub- of the Mitch Trubisky era. Okay. Mitch Trubisky was headed towards backup land, and we all knew that. Justin Fields, I think, can speak confidently at the podium right now, knowing that maybe unless he just totally bombs out in these final five games and it just goes horribly, and which I don't think is how it's going to play out, whether it's with the Bears next year or another team, he's probably still going to be starting NFL games. There are going to be teams that want his talents. Um, and he may, he's never going to say this publicly because of the kind of guy he is and the type of teammate he is, but deep down inside, he, he may want that. He may want to go somewhere else where he's in a better situation where he can, you know, have more success. Um, but I did appreciate the question from her. And personally, I don't, I don't necessarily think Justin Fields has been treated unfairly here as much as I think he's just put been put in an unfair position a lot of the times. Um, most notably his rookie year, then second, his second year, which he just didn't have a lot of talent around. And then this year, it hasn't been perfect. He's definitely had more opportunities to show what he can do, and sometimes he's taken advantage of that, and sometimes he hasn't. Yeah, I mean, I think when Fields came in, it was a big difference between Mitch where he was booed out the gates. He was booed at the Bulls game. We embraced Fields. We were excited when Fields was drafted. There wasn't booing going on. But then it started to build up here these last couple years as the pressure rises to become what we hope he can be. And you were asking Paris Johnson Jr. and 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 CJ Stroud and people at the combine, like, oh, what do you think of people that call him a running quarterback? And that narrative starts to go around. So I guess my long-winded question here, or just kind of point is to what Fields said yesterday, I think that points to how he has more of a demeanor that can handle the Chicago pressure. And do you think that that would be much harder on Caleb Williams, who's shown emotion after a game, doesn't want to talk to the media after a game. Like, that's what I think some Bears fans are starting to balance as well. Yeah, and I think it's a valid question that um, is going to end up being a, a very huge storyline for Caleb Williams. Um, and it'll probably go in a direction that is overboard and a little bit unfair. Yep. Um, but if we can have it, you know, at a reasonable level right now on December 7th is already a question I've heard 
from some NFL people I've talked to, they're worried about. This is this is uh, this is not something that the media is making a big deal about right now, just because he didn't talk to the media. It's something that was uh, immediately flagged by some NFL teams already to be like, well, wait a minute, we got to dig into this a little bit more. You know what? What's why didn't he talk to the media? Is this going to be a problem, especially in a market like Chicago? And bringing it back to Justin Fields. A hundred percent. I think this is something he's handled very, very well. Has it been, uh, you know, an A plus the entire way? No. I mean, he did have that thing earlier this year where he sort of called out the coaching and then had to backtrack it a little bit. As we said that day during that show, I love that he said what he said. I hated that he came back and backtracked. That was yep. the pro- I had the problem with the backtrack, not with what he said. Um, but I think overall, ninety nine percent of this journey, which has been. Um, uneven and not completely fair to him from the positions the Bears have put him in. He's handled it with grace, and I think he's handled the pressure of being the Bears quarterback very, very well Um, to the point that, like, do you guys trust him going in this game against the Lions? Like, I mean, do do you just trust him to give your team a chance to win the game? No, I do not. Okay. Brags, do you? I think he's talented enough to win any game he plays, but I never know what to expect with this Bears team with Justin Fields. Well, that, but yeah, and and I, and that's, that's a fair answer. I completely disagree with Carm's answer. Carm's treating this like it's Tim Boyle playing for the Jets last week. No, no, well, let me, where you don't, no, 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 no. I'm being serious because this is the point I want to make here with Justin Fields. Justin Fields does what Braggs just said. He gives you an opportunity to not only win every football game he plays in, but be the reason why they win. Does it, does it happen? Is that how it plays out? Not necessarily, but that's the feeling you have going into the game. There are way too many other quarterback situations right now around the league where you do not feel any faith whatsoever in that quarterback taking the field to give you the chance to win. Justin Fields still does that. Yeah, but uh, let me clarify. I'm not saying that he can't do it. I'm not saying that he won't do it. I'm saying that, and it's what he talked about. He's working on consistency. I have no idea if he's going to play great or not play great, and neither does he. Neither do the Bears, and that's why we're in this spot because he can be phenomenal, and then you can have a game where in Minnesota where he holds onto the ball too long and gets hurt and, and ends up throwing 58 yards, and 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 Tyson Bajan's called on to try to save the day, and he nearly damn-ass did for the record. But so that's what that's what I'm saying. <laughs> he had to you know, it, you, 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 you don't <laughs> you don't know what you're gonna get. If you knew what you were going to get, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Along, obviously, along with the the bigger the bigger reason why we're having this conversation, and this is a really we're doing this every day, and I'm just I'll, maybe I'll stop saying it every day, but it's a really hard decision for the Bears. You have the number one overall pick. It is a tough call when you've got a quarterback at the top of the draft that some are saying is it you know a generational talent. And I, I get the and I'll, I'll end with this. I'm sorry, a little long winded here. The Caleb thing is I think is a huge deal to what you're teeing up Hogue because if, if you're having some slightly odd moments at USC with the media you're a college kid I'm going to give you a pass no problem but it but it is something to at least pay a little bit of attention to and then you factor what he's going to be walking into here Justin Fields is enormously popular with the fan base the, the, every time I say anything negative, the, uh, the chat is coming at me like I mean more than anything I'll ever say. The, the Bears fans love Justin. If if you 
Trey Justin, and he goes off somewhere else and is playing well, and Caleb Williams comes in here right, and is it's struggling. A lot of pressure. It is going to be an enormous amount of heat on that dude. And he's going to, and you, you. Have, I think if you're Ryan Poles, you do have to factor in: can this dude handle that situation? Because that is on the table. Well, and and I just want to be clear here. I'm not saying that the Bears should 100% keep Justin Fields. I understand why it's that conversation and because you could have the opportunity to take Caleb Williams or Drake may, I guess what I'm trying to get at though, is this is, this is to me at least not even anywhere close to what it was like with Mitch Trubisky, you know, towards the end where they had to move on. And the only reason why this is a conversation, I guess is my point is because of the draft capital, the bears will probably have, right? If their first pick they might have two picks. If, the, if their first pick was eight and let's just say 12, like let's say those are the two picks. How many people are going to be sitting here making the argument that the Bears should trade up for Caleb Williams? I think that they would, everyone would almost unanimously be like, no, just use those two picks on some really good players to, get, to, to go around Justin Fields. And the only thing we'd be talking about is whether or not they're going to pick up the fifth year option. It, it It's... I, I just sort of feel like this Justin Fields conversation has gotten a little out of hand because of the draft capital the Bears have. Correct. Now, they they do have that capital, and it is a very unique situation that the Bears are in, and it's 100% a road they got to go down to talk about. But I just feel like this world of us evaluating what the Bears should do next at quarterback is sometimes evolving into like Justin Fields isn't that good. And I just like to remind everyone, if they let him go, he's going to be starting somewhere else next year. And, and and it's definitely a fear of mine. And I know I've said this many times now that he's going to be pretty damn good wherever he goes. All right. So then to put you on the spot, maybe we can talk about this later, but I want to hear from you. You say you haven't, you're not out on fields yet. From what you're hearing, we're hearing other beat reporters saying, I think they're going to move off of fields if they have the number one pick. From what you're feeling or hearing vibes around Hallis Hall, do you think they're still evaluating him these last five games or have they already made their decision? I, uh, I do not think that decision has been finalized. Neither do I. There, there were moments earlier this season where I wondered or it sort of did get that vibe, not necessarily on vibes coming out of the building as much as my own intuition sort of covering this league as long as I have. It just sort of felt like inevitable that it his time might be done here. And that there, there's a lot of logic pointing to that still being the case. Um, but... I don't think that they've completely shut the door or closed the idea. There's just too many variables, including who's the head coach. What is, you know, who's the offensive coordinator? Are you making changes there? Are you bringing everyone back? Does he have to learn a new offense? If you bring in new coaches, what do they think about him? And it's just not a decision that needs to be made right now. So they may be leaning one way or the other, but if they had completely closed the door or made up their mind one way or the other, a hundred percent, I would actually say that that's completely irresponsible. Right. That's you, you use the games. You, you, you get all the information possible. You don't know that officially anywhere close to officially that you have the number one overall pick. You, 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 you play it out. That'd be the logical thing to do. Uh, let's move on to Getsy. 
who spoke today, Hogue, he he uh, he tried to explain. It's it's weird to think about because the Bears have been in the bye week for forever now, um, and the Bears beat the Vikings, but of course they didn't score a touchdown, and they threw eight thousand screens. And he was asked about that today. Can you relay what he said? Yeah. So. Um I, I feel like a lot of these Getsy press conferences have been very, very similar. Um, he, you know, to his credit, he walks up there every single week, regardless of what the results have been, and certainly talks like he's just got all the confidence in the world. He's like Bill Walsh. The guy's had so much success. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and then he, he in and I actually don't have a problem with it as much as some other people have, but he's not afraid to point out when things are necessary like some things fall on the quarterback and not on the play caller so it sort of happened again today (laughs) now he praised justin fields for his decision making throughout the game but he did point out that there were one or two plays where justin let me rewind a little bit a lot of the screens you saw in that game were options they were rpos where the quarterback has the has the opportunity to either hand the ball off or throw it. Okay, it was a very heavy RPO game plan, and the throws by design were quick because they're bringing heavy pressure. So what does that mean? It means you're usually going horizontal to try to set up screens. As I've said many times since the Vikings game, totally understand that game plan. It just seemed like there was too many of them, right? Well, Getze was not afraid to point out today that a lot of that was because of Vikings are doing this, quarterback has the option, and because of what the Vikings were doing, the quarterback was throwing a lot of those instead of just handing the ball off. So they weren't necessarily all called that way. It was the way the play designs uh, or the plays were designed and how the quarterback read them. And then the follow-up question, which was a good follow-up question, okay, gotcha there, coach. Basically, how many of those did Justin screw up, though? Like, was he really supposed to throw all the ones that he did? And Getsy said, for the most part, he did fine, but there were definitely one or two where he probably should have just handed the ball off instead of throwing it. And those are probably the ones where they just, you know, three screens in a row, probably one of those shouldn't have been thrown, right? Um, and, And maybe it wasn't blocked as well out there. So I get the game plan. I actually like the game plan. And I think it's also, from my standpoint, completely fair for the OC to point out and sort of defend himself. Hey, they weren't all supposed to be thrown. They just were. And he, he did give Justin a lot of credit for how he played in the decision making overall. I, I just think that's crazy, though, because so you're saying they're all RPOs and the decision of to, to hand it off or pass is predicated on what you're seeing pre-snap, but they disguise things so well, how the hell are you supposed to do that? So you're, there has to be a, another game plan wrinkle that you can do outside of RPOs to help fight against these these disguised looks like getting in 12 personnel and running the damn ball, whether and not worrying about what you see in front of you hat on a head and bust their ass. Well, just to clarify, I think um, that there's more built into this than just pre-snap. So pre-snap, you're usually going at play a or play B based on your read. When you talk about the RPO it has more to do with him reading one player. So that accounts for what you're talking about, Braggs, which is, okay, is 
the read player really not coming and said he backs off. Well, if he backs off, you're probably giving the running back the ball. So there's still it's still built into the play design to read it after the snap. And you're typically reading one player. Um, and so I think it's a combination of both. And so the one or two times in a game where the bears had the ball, by the way, for most of the game. So there were a lot of plays uh, the one or two times where Justin didn't do it properly, um, which every quarterback is going to screw up one or two every game. It was probably just a, a well played you know, whether that end guy that he's reading surfs it well or whatever. I don't know. I don't have a play off the top of my head, but whatever it is, um, you know, that stuff is going to happen. Adam Hogue. <laughs> he does re- reporting. Well, hold on. Just a I can ask on. myself questions too. It's just Adam. Rel- it's like, Adam, it's relax. like what do you think about like, Robbie Gold retiring? Relax. Relax. It's like Mark Carmen woke up from a coma yes, or something. He did. He's yeah. just like Adam Hogue. <laughs> okay. Just just okay. He had to remind himself who the guest was. I I don't know where I I just you We're got me. Alzheimer's, maybe. You took me it's down okay. a you took me down a whole Getsy thing. I was in my head about it. I, I but I don't want to talk about Getsy anymore, so I just said your name. My bad. All right. Go ahead. Oh, ask yourself a question about Robbie Gold, who's retiring today. Greatest kicker in the history of the Bears. Should never have not been a Bear. Never missed a, a field goal or an extra point in the playoffs, which is insane on 68 combined attempts. Calling it a career. I think some Bears fans still want him to come back and be a Bear, even though Cairo Santos has been Cairo God. Shout out to Robbie Gold. You were amazing. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's going to remain one of the um, – to me at least it's on towards the top of the list of blunders the bears have made since I've been covering this team and they made plenty of them. Most of them have to do with, with coaches, but um, you know, the, the way in which they, they let Robbie go um, and obviously should not have. And then it ended up costing them a playoff victory. When you talk about the fact that he ends his career, having never missed a kick in the playoffs, um, it's just hard to swallow, right? Yeah. But in celebration of the Bears' all-time points leader, um, I thought it was interesting. If you guys get a chance to read what he wrote in the Players' Tribune announcing his retirement, um, he sort of asked himself a question in there, uh, just like I just did. Uh, what Basically, what was his favorite kick? And he's like, it's not easy to answer, but he said the the divisional walk off field goal at Lambeau Field in 2022. Oh, yeah. um, but his reasoning, granted, he's on the 49ers there, but his reasoning actually had to do he with the fact that he just loves Bears fans so much. And it was like he was getting two victories in one because not only does he get the walk off field goal. Uh, in a playoff game, which is incredible for him in his career. He's also sticking it to the Packers and making bears fans all over Chicago happy as well, you know, at the same exact time. So I just thought that was a really cool answer to that question. And um, I'm sure a lot of bears fans can appreciate that too. And also they all wish he was doing it for the bears instead of the 49ers. But that's why he's a fucking legend. We love him for it. The my favorite Robbie Gold memory was in uh, the playoffs in 2006, 2005, 2006 season, where he hit the walk off in overtime against the Seahawks, and I was hammered at my friend Tom's house, and then I went outside and and was yelling "We won" as I was yakking on the side of the house. <laughs> <laughs> 
There it is. Okay. We won. It was literally can, like that. Can That's, I can I go can I go in a completely opposite direction <laughs> for my appreciation of Robbie Gold? Um, because <laughs> that definitely does not have to do with a kick he made while I was hammered drunk puking on the side of a building. Um, no, uh, you know, Robbie and I actually probably had more of a relationship after he had, he left Chicago. And I just always appreciate um, in it started when he was still with the bears, but um, for all the stuff my son was going through, uh, whether it was one of his surgeries or, or uh, when he was in the NICU for as long as he was, when he was born, uh, Robbie would, that, and that's the thing that I don't know everyone knows about him, but he was always like, sometimes literally the first person to check in and just, you know, see how James was doing. Um, so, you know, he, he didn't always have the smoothest relationship with the media at times, but uh, you know, behind the scenes, there's, there's no question where, you know, his priorities are and the type of guy he is. And um, obviously he goes down as one of the best bears ever. So I'm a little surprised he's not playing, to be honest, this year. I thought he would, I thought he could find, uh, you know, another situation. There's been plenty of kickers hurt, but I think also, um, as he pointed out in his retirement letter, you know, his priorities are, he's been away from his family a ton since he was out West with the 49ers because um, he's still raising his kids here in this area and will continue. So he's a, he's a Chicagoan now and, um, and basically has been since he got here. So, but all the credit in the world to Robbie gold for an outstanding career. I'm pretty sure he was in a suite for the double doink. Like he was at the game in yeah. a suite. That's yeah, nice. he was there. I remember that. Um, Sickening. And I think all his kids were dressed in Bears gear, if I remember right. And, um, yeah, that also makes that moment even more sickening yeah. that there was somebody in the stands who could have made the kick. Right. $5 from Keith Chow in the uh, Super Chat world. Thank you, Keith. Want to know if Karen thinks gold should get into the Hall of Fame ah. before Hester. Also for Braggs, if Batman returns and a Christmas movie or the... Ba- if is, oh, is Batman Returns? Get some glasses, man. No, I, yeah, I guess so. Um, it's not glasses. It's just jumping at. Is Batman Returns and Christmas movie or the best Christmas movie? It is the best Christmas movie. But yeah, um, Carm. I, I found out yesterday yeah, that I, I want to know. Does he think Robbie do you think Gold, Gold should be in over Hester, Hester in the Hall of Fame? No, I don't. I found out yesterday that a freaking kicker won MVP. Of the NFL one year. Yeah, that, where you been, man? That's like old news. 1982. What was his name? Mark Mosley. Mark had a Mosley. Nice little, had a nice little... A uh, kicker perm. won MVP of the National Football League, but we're not going to put Hester in the Hall of Fame. Man. I yelled at Hogue about that yesterday, too. I, I He just got like caught astray on it. Okay. I, I, great. Um, I would like to just shout out my last thing on Robbie Gold is I like to just tell him that he did not help me when he first got to the town and I was doing demo work to try to get myself a reporter job at now ESPN 1000 and I called him Robbie Gould and Whoops. afterwards I realized that it was wrong and I wrote Adam Delavitt a, a note saying I'm sorry that in my demo tape I said Gould I now know it's gold my bad and then uh, I, I think he apparently played that voice message for everyone this guy's trying to get a job here and he doesn't even know the kicker's name so Gould killed me I could have been a 1000 employee back in the day would have rather been at GN anyway worked out worked out better yeah you- Sounds like you killed yourself there. 
That was yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. But, but you mean now why, 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 me. can't, why, why do you have to have a you in your name? Just, just who, who, what type of family is this? No one knows how to say my last name. Is it my fault? Yeah, no, but it's Merrill. It's Merrill's fault. It is Merrill Hodges' fault because he doesn't know how to say his own name. I mean, I don't know. The Hogue family probably needs to should have worked out some things too. Let's be honest. All right, uh, you know, somebody should. Why couldn't that be H O A G? Why do we got to make it hard? You would have been. Yeah. <laughs> All right, last one, Adam Hogue. You wanted to talk about something very important that. Um, yeah, Jim Damass Harbaugh with an $11 million a year, five-year extension. And I'd like to apologize yesterday. I got it wrong. AI got me. There was a uh, on Harbaugh with his Iowa thing. I'm an idiot. I own it. I swear I read it as a quote and didn't see like this like, stupid-ass mouth thing, which was obvious that it was AI. So I apologize to Jim and Jim's family. You didn't say anything bad about my alma mater. Appreciate you, Jim Harbaugh. Now, do you think he's staying at Michigan or what? Because he's he's apparently doesn't want to sign a letter saying that he won't flirt with the NFL if he signs this deal, and he hasn't signed it yet. Yeah, there's been a couple of reports this morning, uh, including one from Dan Wetzel, who's about as credible as it comes uh, when it comes to college football stuff, uh, that Michigan and Jim Harbaugh are working on a contract extension that could pay him you know, upwards of $11 million a year. Um, I think there's a couple – notable things with this. I mean, one was, and there was a secondary report um, that perhaps the holdup is that Michigan wants it in writing that he will not pursue an NFL job this year. It's not to say next year, the year after that, just this year. Hey, it seems like a pretty fair deal, right? If we're going to do a contract extension right now, we got you for at least one more year coach, you know, and um, maybe that's the holdup. Um, and if so, then the Harbaugh, you know, the Michigan extension will probably be on hold. If he, he, here's why I think this is interesting for two reasons right now. Okay. That puts, if you're Harbaugh, okay. Don't you want to know what your opportunities might be now? And if you're in the NFL with coach, you already have coaches, it's kind of a tough situation to have to handle. Um, if you're the Bears right now, are you having behind the scenes talk? Jim Harbaugh is not an NFL employee. There is no um, tampering in, in, in this because he's not an NFL employee. You'd be allowed to interview him um, if you had an opening, but, but they don't have an opening. But does the extension show that Michigan might feel like those conversations are being had? Well, I think if you're Michigan, you're trying to get this done now so that you can close the door to the NFL for this year before these jobs are all open. And there's a couple open already, um, which might be. What is Harbaugh's current uh, contract right now? In terms of money? Yeah, like. They're asking. I, I, don't, I don't know what he's. I don't know what he's getting paid right now. But that's the other part of this is eleven million seems to be the reported number that they're trying to up him to, um, which is the other consideration you have to make if you were the Bears or another NFL team. Are you willing to pay your head coach eleven million dollars a year? Um, and up until this point, the Bears have not been a team that's been willing to pay a head coach that much money. I mean, if you're the Bears, what did they want to pay Saban back in the day? Didn't they want to have Saban here? 
think uh, it was fifteen dollars an hour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the same that they offered all. No, all right, so so listen, listen. If if, if <laughs> m- 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 nice Lawrence, well done. <laughs> gotcha. Memo memo to the Bears. If, if you want to make a huge splash right now and excite people, George McCaskey, um, you you call up Jim right now and you say, Hey Jim, we see that Michigan wants to extend you. We'll we'll give you eleven million dollars a year right now to come coach the Bears for the next five years. And uh, you can coach in the Big Ten Championship. You can coach in the college football playoff, rather, if you'd like, or or not. Up to you. And uh, if you say yes, we'll tell Matt Eberflus right now that uh, he is out and we'll make somebody an interim coach until you're ready to coach the Bears. By the way, if you want to coach this week against the Detroit Lions, go right ahead. You can. You and Justin Fields can have a, <laughs> can have a relationship for the rest of the year. I see no, uh, literally, if you did that, there wouldn't be one Bears fan who didn't like it. No, there wouldn't be. But, you know, in reality, Lan, um, Jim Harbaugh is playing for a national championship here in a couple of weeks. <laughs> so um, yeah, I don't know why he's leaving. He would be leaving Michigan to go coach against the Lions unless he want. Maybe he could be the first coach that could do both at the same time. That would be yep. really impressive. You know, take a couple of weeks with the Bears. Go back to the college football playoff. Look, all you got to do, I think, right now, and there's maybe a reason that this is getting floated out, right? Well, first of all, there's always a reason this stuff gets floated out, just like there was that report a few days ago about Eric Bieniemy and the Bears looking at him, right? There's always a reason, and a lot of times it's to generate more interest. So this could be the, um, all right, we got through the Big Ten championship game. We got a couple weeks to breathe here. Let's uh, let's put a little floater out there, NFL that, hey, Michigan's trying to lock me up. Can we start these conversations uh, a little bit? And Jim's under no obligation or needs to be under no uh, rush to sign a contract extension with Michigan. They obviously want Michigan. Michigan obviously wants him back. Um, So I think that all this would take right now to stall this a few weeks is just any NFL team to basically be like, hey, we're interested. Let's figure this out in a month. He Mark doesn't want me to ask this. I'm going to ask it anyway. Derek Schultz put out a report saying that Kevin Warren and Jim Harbaugh don't get along. Have you ever, cause I was like waiting for somebody. Cause I figured if there was any truth to them not getting along, we would hear that report from Adam Rittenberg or somebody like you just said, Wetzel that's close to this. Do you, have you ever heard of any kind of relationship, you know, scoop on, on these guys when he worked at the big 10, that being Kevin Warren? No, I mean, and with Derek or Jordan Schultz, Jordan Schultz, whatever his name is. Well, Derek Schultz is my guy down in Indy, so I just want to clarify. Jordan, whatever, Schultz. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter said it. Ch- Charles Schultz. Yeah. You're, he's talking Charles. about Jordan. Jordan Schultz. I got you. I, uh, yeah, personally, no, uh, other than the fact that I do know for a fact that uh, a lot of those coaches during COVID, um, and totally understandably so, were annoyed that they couldn't play football because the commissioner said you can't play football. And if you guys remember the timeline of those events, I mean, it basically took a revolt from the players um, to get a shortened season out there, which ended up happening. And, um, you know, that's the year bringing this whole conversation full circle that Justin Fields played against Northwestern in the Big Ten Championship game. And I remember being down there on the field at Lucas Oil Stadium with Kevin Warren sort of awkwardly walking around the field, uh, trying to shake hands with with people and coaches that maybe didn't necessarily want to talk to him there um, because they were there were still some bitter feelings. And that was a long time ago. 
Um, and I think a lot of, not to get too into the weeds in this conversation, but a lot of the things that we all felt about whatever the restrictions were during COVID, whether it's masks or playing football on opposite ends of the spectrum, we've all learned a lot more. We've all moved on from a lot of that stuff. So to answer your question, have I personally been told anything about Jim Harbaugh and Kevin Warren getting along? No. Do I know for a fact that coaches were annoyed with Kevin Warren four years ago, whatever it's been now? Uh, Yes, I do know that. Do I think a lot of those relationships can be mended or already have been mended? Yes. I also think that that's common sense that people have moved on, including Justin Fields, who was on the forefront of all that conversation to help get those players a season. Uh, Now Kevin Warren and Justin Fields work on the same team. So I don't necessarily believe that's a huge roadblock. There's this thing called money. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. I think money can solve a lot of problems when it comes to this stuff. And I think if the Bears want to pay Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh will come play or come be the head coach of the Chicago Bears, regardless of who the team president is. Yeah, that's exactly what I was at. $11 million, they're best friends if if the Bears want to do something along those lines. Uh, Adam. Two super chats. Two super chats. Thank you. Bear down Omaha, $2. Hogue talks about the Packers too much. Yeah, Hogue. Okay. <laughs> Bear down, we love you. Uh, <laughs> D- Dylan Weaver, four ninety nine. How come the RPOs were all to screen passes, no slants up the middle? That's a terrible answer from Getze. Well, that part I agree with, and that's a more of a um, – I think it's a good point, Dylan, and I was screaming the same thing during the game. Um, I think, you know, having not – drawn up the Bears entire playbook um, to me there's just not enough slants in general and I don't know that that's just enough it's just probably not part of their offense enough and I completely agree with that criticism there do we think they don't call enough slants because of the quarterback which would seems ridiculous to me the guy can't throw a slant yes he can yeah I, you know I'm trying to think of it from a coach's perspective one of the things that sometimes annoys me with Justin not necessarily that it's his fault, but I had never understood why it happened so much because Justin's got plenty of height. But yeah, he gets he the ball batted th- down. He yeah. tends to have a lot of balls batted down. He has way too many passes where they're not even batted down. They hit somebody in the helmet. Um, right. So, you know, and that goes back to a deeper discussion about, you know, how shorter quarterbacks do a great job of creating throwing lanes. And sometimes taller quarterbacks just don't worry about it as much because they trust their height and they don't develop that skill. And so sometimes they have batted, they have more batted balls down than you expect. And a slant usually requires you to throw the ball over your offensive lineman or over really tall defensive lineman. Whereas those horizontal passes, you know, at or behind the line of scrimmage and Justin, by the way, is really good at dropping his arm angle and throwing those sidearm passes. So is Caleb Williams, by the way. Well, And like you said, like the mesh crossers too, not even just slants, you know, like just under stuff underneath. You, 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 you shock me every now and then just for the record, when you bust out a mesh. Oh my God. It impresses me. Adam Schefter, breaking news. Mark Carmen woke up from a coma in the last hour and said someone's name. (laughs) per doctor ladies and gentlemen oh okay dr truth my doctor truth per per adam Schefter. okay i thought you just came up off the top of your head as some level of bragg's humor that i had never experienced before and i was going to say that you know humor's not your thing but okay (laughs) hogue maybe you missed the bag man episode 
That was amazing. So shut up. All right, Adam, we'll see you Sunday at uh, 11 for Bears pregame. Lions, Bears, Albert Ramon crushed it with the weather. So you don't have to worry about snow when you're driving in, my friend. The Rainmaker. My guy. He just came. He came. He came. He came flying in here, baby. Yeah. He, he you was, need to show more respect to meteorologists and the schooling they go to. Oh, I what? could do this. Do you know how much science they learn? They're the smartest broadcasters that exist. We don't have to do crap to get the jobs that we got. I love dude. my degree that's behind me yeah, here Carm. the University of Wisconsin-Madison. But, like, did I really need that? I don't know. There's, like, three classes there that really helped me prepare for this job, mostly covering the football team, um, which was not a class. Those guys go to school for years and years and years and learn science and meteorology, which was also one of my favorite classes at UW-Madison, by the way. Uh, and you're just like, I could do it. Anybody I could. can do it. You just got to be a pretty could. face. You Listen, they get a computer printout. It's going to rain. It's going to be 80 degrees. Go say that on TV and look good and be fun about it. I'm not trying to be Tom Skilling. Well, I'm try I just want to be the I want to be the dude that goes on there but like, it's going to be sweet out tomorrow. Get your get your get your speedos out and 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 show show what you're made of. 85 degrees, sunny. I'm going I'm I'm going to do it in San Diego. It's going to be beautiful tomorrow. I'm calm. Pay me. Okay, well that's a little different. I mean, you might be right about San Diego. Braggs <laughs> can probably be the weather guy in San Diego. But Albert, our guy, I thought he handled himself with grace with the disrespect you threw his way with back-to-back oh, questions. Good disrespect. I, I couldn't have more respect for Albert. Mississippi State, Corpus Christi. I don't know any other weatherman where they went to school in this town. I know Albert. Damn it. I love Albert. <laughs> Rainmaker. All right, guys. Uh, looking forward to Sunday. All right. Bears. You didn't ask me my pick, but I think the Bears are going to win. Well, normally we do our picks in an article. So we didn't know if you wanted to tip your hand. <laughs> I said, I think, I think they're going to win. I'll give you my official pick in that article. Also in my newsletter, which you can read uh, as I do this transition uh, to what our producer wanted us to do out of here. But if you become a diehard right now, you can get my newsletter tomorrow morning with my pick. It's on sale. $20 off. We never do sales like this. And it makes a great Christmas gift because it's a sweet box with your t-shirt then you get a free t-shirt you can wrap it put it right under the christmas tree be great listen to me Love if you, you can if you can't afford the 60 bucks don't spend it if you can just be a diehard we need you we love you do it you won't regret it we appreciate you and brags will come over and either like i don't know mow your lawn and or uh you know let you come park in my cul-de-sac like you come park in his sad ass cul-de-sac all right hog we'll see you sunday bye guys Adam Hogue, there he is, in all his glory. That's my line. You don't. What are you doing? Hey, uh, Braggsy, did you know that it's getting easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles? That's something that we can all get behind. By the way, as uh, please, can we get behind this for the health of the planet? Damn it, and for the well-being of all of us who share it. That's right. The electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs, Mark Carmen, as we all move with confidence towards an electric tomorrow. Whether you have one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help guide you to make the changes that make sense. This is such a good thing to do. So what should business owners do, Braggs? I'll tell you what to do. Go to ComEd.com slash clean to learn more about the resources, 
fleet rebates and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. If you own a business, don't wait. Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. Good for business, good for the planet, good for all of us. Go to comed.com slash clean. I get so excited when you do this read. Uh, did you say comed.com slash clean? I said it twice, and I'll tell you again. Go now and see how going electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. Shout out to our friends at Combat. I love this initiative. I hope people get involved. That's right. I it, it's a hey, it's being electric. I'm electric on the screen. They're electric with their electricity, and I'm just stalling because I want to tell you about Circa Sportsbook. Our guys over at Circa. Uh, been great partners all year long, hanging out with us at the tailgate, some of our live events with Jervon Dexter earlier this year. Uh, they got tight money line splits. Games will strive to be a minus 110 split on the Circa Sports menu, unlike other sports books, which may use a m- minus 115 or minus 120 split. Circa Sports keeps as little money as possible on large market bets, especially compared to other books. Uh, They're very transparent. Circa Sports does not limit players based on their winnings. Every player has the same limits, unlike other books who do limit winning players. Uh, We encourage bettors to download and explore all sports betting apps available. Uh, Go ahead, Caitlin. Compare the lines from each sports book, and you'll see for yourself that Circa has the best lines. Their customer service gym with your new haircut. They are real people behind the Circa Sportsbook <laughs> brand who resolve issues in a timely fashion. Unlike other books who use those stupid chat bots. Can't stand artificial intelligence. Tricked my guy Carm yesterday. Sick of them. All aspects of the app are being run by the same team that run this main Circa Sportsbook at Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas with the sweet pools and all the TVs. I'm excited to see that for myself. Download the Circa Sports Illinois app at circusports.com slash Illinois dash app to sign up today. Also, be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties, and tailgates. If you or someone you may know has a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER or text GAMB to 833-234 or visit areyoureallywinning.com. All right, as uh, we wrap up here, I want to give a shout-out to our guy Justin Jones who last year talked about the cheater that is Bill Belichick and made huge news to CHGO when he shouted out the sad-ass Patriots, which was beautiful. Uh, But he's done something even better than that as he's been nominated for the Walter Payton Man of the Year. Um, I didn't know know how involved Justin was off the field. This, This is really... Uh, phenomenal stuff. The, and the Bears article on him. Jones is a regular attendee of Youth Guidance Becoming a Man program, which is a counseling program that guides young men from 7th to 12th grade to learn, internalize, and practice social cognitive skills, make responsible decisions for the future, and become positive members of their school and community. Very good. I mean, and have, you, have you read this, Braggs? I have not read it. I don't read. I don't know how to I, read. I know. That's... <laughs> That's why well, I'm glad you reading it to it's me. It's going to become a thing. Never learned to read. It's, it's officially a thing. Uh, he was he grew up in a single parent household. All right, 
Um, and he and he he says that he remembers having the urge to help his mom, who quote worked hard for us, ensuring his mom had everything that she needed, uh, was Jones' number one goal, and eventually helping out his brother, uh, teammates or friends, uh, and all that became another priority. Quote: I've always been a helper. This is what Jones is saying. I've always felt really good about just making people feel good, making people happy, seeing smiles, stuff like that makes me happy. So it's being able to help somebody else out even if it's words of encouragement or making sure you have something for Christmas or making sure you got food for Thanksgiving. Little stuff like that puts a smile on my face because I don't want anything for Christmas. I don't want anything for my birthday. I want to make sure everybody else is happy. That's kind of who I am. It's good stuff. Justin Justin Jones has been uh, just a a first-class dude since he's been in Chicago. And... He's well deserving of the being nominated, and shout out to everybody in the Walter Payton clan, my guy Jared, uh, Connie, Brittany, and everybody who works over there uh, for nominating Justin Jones. Congratulations! That's uh, it's about as good of a uh, thing you can have in your day, right there. So I, I, yeah. I love reading about it. Behind every good man is a strong woman. What are you talking about? Well, because you said how he grew up in a single parent household oh, with his yes. mom. I got it. I got Shout it. out because my mom, you know how, how close I am to my mom. Love Barb. Yeah, Barb's the, the best. She's recovering from her second knee replacement. So she's doing good. She's healing quick because now she has both knees replaced. I had this guy yesterday. Say yeah, I me. saw that. I wanted to fight him he for said, it. He I said, seriously <laughs> wanted to fight that guy. <laughs> this is how off the rails the field's discussion is. He went after me and my family. He said, with all due respect, T. Brex Jr., you are so emotional. True. Most, and then he, then he, then he, he could have just left it there. Then he had to hammer me. He goes, most heavy emotional men who are raised around a bunch of women, not sure about you and your dad, make a decision and write it out with the QB, quit the back and forth. You sound like a woman trying to pick an outfit for Friday night. This is this is where it's gone. We're yeah, taking shots yeah. at our mothers. Right. Because of Justin Fields. And, Relax, and, everyone. And uh, I, I get it. It's Twitter. You can do whatever you want. But, you know, like uh, people's relationship with their father, you, you might want to leave that one alone. I, 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 I loved it. Yeah. I, I thought mean, it was great. You want to do, like, do a good troll like Philip Pizzatola. Great show except Carm. That's lovely. <laughs> yeah, that's a beautiful trick. Going at people's parents and, and, and uh, you know, it's just. Oh, I know we can't. so beautiful. And I, and I yell at anybody who tries to control social media because you can't. But I No, you just got to laugh at it. I mean, we're all just so dialed up about this quarterback conversation. And I've said before, like, depending on where they pick. I mean, this is going to drag out all the way until the draft. It's going to be okay. a lot. Let's just try to have fun with it. You know, maybe brighter days are ahead for the Bears, no matter what route they take or which route you prefer. And if you are going a route, make sure you hit up Hero Bread. That's Hero a good Bread. route to go that, to. That's an ad today? That is. Okay. Uh, and you got to use the code CHGO for 10% off your first order. Um, Hero Bread is just... Really good stuff because it, it's got, you know, high fiber, ultra low net carbs, zero grams of sugar. You know how much I talk about my macros, following my macros. So I like that it has that nutritional side to it. Fewer calories than the leading national brand, five to 10 grams of protein. But it's not just about, you know, what's on the back of the, 
you know, package, you know, the nutritional information. It's that it's good. It's soft, scrumptious, delicious, fluffy. It's delicious. So it's not even about if you're tracking macros. It's just a good bread option. So make sure you are hitting up herobread.co at hero.co. CHGO for 10% off your first order. They make sliced breads, buns, and tortillas that are available on hero.co and Amazon. Uh, so make sure you hit them up today. What? You're in the wrong ads. No, that's, I'm that's for tomorrow. Not. Whatever. Did I say, well, you know, shout out to Hero Bread. All right. Well, uh, we'll figure that out. Don't worry about it. Charlie, Wait a minute. If you want. Wait, no, it's a Goose Island read. I apologize. Okay. So we'll just flop, we'll flip flop it. We're gonna we'll do, do a, the goose we're gonna, tomorrow. We're gonna, do flip, we're gonna do the flip to the flop, and so that's fine. And on top of your hero bread, uh, Charlie the Bacon now, guy. That's tomorrow because I screwed it up. Well, I now it's today, to so we're gonna flip today for tomorrow. Everybody, we're gonna get everyone's reads in. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna stop talking. Uh, well, that's you. not possible. Yeah, I I get it, uh, Charlie. See, when you trust me to do something, what happens? Well, I, I asked you at, at eight and, and at eleven forty it wasn't in there and then and then you and then you went and did it and then you got it wrong. Um that's uh Good job. Yeah. Uh, Charlie the Bacon Guy is based out of Woodridge, Illinois. He makes craft bacon and bacon jams in over 30 different flavors. It's freaking delicious. I love this guy. Uh, The bacon and bacon jams are all naturally cured, fancy preservative-free product. You're eating the good stuff here. Uh, There aren't any ingredients that Charlie can't pronounce himself involved in the process, unlike the store-bought bacon. Seriously, read those packages and, and just don't do it. Do, do, do Charlie the favor of uh, do yourself the favor of buying your bacon with Charlie, the bacon guy vacuum sealed freezes. Great. Last in the package up to 45 days in the fridge, six months in the freezer bacon jam lasts about 60 days in the fridge. Uh, usually about 20 seconds, by the way, uh, in, 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 in the carb house as I crush that stuff down. Uh, Look, he's got all the flavors, maple pepper, Nashville, hot French toast, Buffalo ranch, jalapeno, garlic, jardinera. Good stuff. It's the best. You can pick it up. How do you do it? Or he'll deliver it to you, meet you halfway, even ship it. I mean, this is like a real, this is this is as down home a buying process you can do here. Uh, he makes the bacon so you can bring home the bacon. Starting now, you can save 10% off an order. CharlieTheBaconGuy.com. CharlieTheBaconGuy.com. When you use the code CHGO10. Get your orders in. Use that code to save. And you can hit him on, on Instagram at Charlie the Bacon Guy, Twitter at CZ the Bacon Guy, email Charlie the Bacon Guy at gmail.com. That's right. All right. Lions guy in the chat said, a lot of tension between these two. Yeah, that's the way it is. <laughs> it's it's tension, it's love, it's hate, it's it's everything. We have emotions on the show. Hey, uh, from <laughs> Phil. Thank you for your super chat. Love you, CH Joe Legends. JF to grab a huge Bears revenge victory against the Lions. We go on a run and squeeze a playoff uh, place. After we beat the Packers, hashtag Bears bandwagon. Let's really go. Next one, Lawrence. Like that, that's not written well. It's not written it well. It isn't. But I love you, Phil Cundy. Yeah. 10 pounds sterling. Thank you. Matt Clarenson, five bucks. Uh, when do we start talking about Caleb Williams not wanting to play for the Bears and pulling Eli Manning and demand a trade to his preferred team? I don't buy it, Matt. He wants to be a Bear. Everybody wants to be a Bear. The Bears are the greatest Bears. 
Yeah, I don't really buy it either. Antonio Havis, 499. Gets he call plays like everybody plays Madden, same 13 plays. He better not be back. <laughs> Maybe that's what he's doing. He literally took the Madden playbook. Uh, all right. Let's finish this show. More like Tech Mobile. With the final thought of Mitch Trubisky, do us one more solid. Good call. And that is, I need you to throw three pick sixes tonight. We rooted for you. We supported you. The Bears didn't give you a nice farewell tweet on your way out. That was shady. So we apologize on behalf of the Bears. But tonight, as you take on the New England Patriots, we need you, just like Robbie Gold was thinking about us when he kicked it through the uprights on the Packers, we need you to tank a game for us tonight and let New England win. That's what we need. It's Mitch Trubisky. We love you, but tonight we're rooting against you. I don't know if we love him. I just don't hate him. I, I'd like to wrap up with this. Opening of the tennis league last night. <laughs> Lawrence, you're going to love this one. Oh, I, am I? I think you are. I absolutely deserve to lose. Dude was playing better than me, and he won the first set. He's winning in the second set. It's 6-5. He should close me out. He misses two balls that he should have hit, uh, leaves him long. I win that game. He implodes in the tiebreak, so I win the tiebreak. Now we're playing a 10-point tiebreak for you tennis people. You understand this. For those who don't, I apologize, but he just completely implodes, and I win by basically just not doing anything. And I honestly felt, walking off with all due respect, that I had just played the Bears. <laughs> that, that somehow the Bears just gave me. It, it, it felt like I had played, like I was the Broncos, and the Bears should have won the game, but they just didn't. Yep. I I, I was. You played the Bears. I, I played the Bears. I was the Lions. I was, I was, I was the Lions. I should have lost, but. You just left a guy he wide flew, open. He flus. You flus. He flus. The guy was like, he was just looking at me, and he's so, so annoyed. So, um, hopefully, that's a thing of the past. But I'm one and zero in the league because I played the Bears and um, Justin Wellen mm-hmm. to call him out by name. He's a bear, even though he's from New York. He's a flus. He's a flusy flus. All right. One and zero, baby. What a show! I'm gonna win at this. I'm, I'm, welcome I, back. I, I'm winning at this. Year. This is this is this is. Welcome I'm back, Carmen. It. Thank you. Shout out to. Uh, uh, we're over 400 votes in on that poll yeah. question, and 55 percent want uh, Chicago, the greatest city in the world. That's what I'm talking about. That is that is that is that. Appreciate that support. It should Let's be set. more like 80 20, but that's true. But we'll take the 55. Doctor Truth has been in our comments before, saying, "How come Lawrence doesn't get enough credit?" Or acknowledgement no, for keeping these shows on the tracks and running a good tight ship. So this is our moment to give the flowers that Law oh, Dog now you know what? Yeah, so greatly deserves. Yeah, giving flowers, man. Yeah. Uh, all right. Hey, 
Uh, thank you to our we love guy. you, Lawrence. We love you, Lawrence. Thank you to Albert Ramon from CBS jumping on. Yep. Thank you to Adam Hogue for being on his own show. Thank you to you, Gregory. Thank you to Lawrence. Thank you to Thanks Jim to and Jim Caitlin for and nothing. Jake and 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 and, and Chris Panko for supporting today. Yeah. Uh, apologize that the voice is fading. Something's going around. You're but I'm, always sick. Water. Shut up. Every week of your life, you're sick. Shut up. It's not nice. Uh, shout out to Herb Howard because. Uh, he, Bubble boy. He made news yesterday like he always does because Herb's he, the man. Hey, he looked good on uh, on the NBC Chicago yeah, last he, night. He was on, yep, yeah, yeah, crushing it on Afnick. Um, Herb's the man. We know this. Eli Stein, we love you back. And uh, hey, shout out to Rich Eisen. I'm not going to get into all that, but I really appreciate what Rich Eisen did. If you missed it, check it out. Um, let's 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 be good to all people everywhere. Please, thank you very much. We'll see you on tomorrow with uh, the Bears brothers are here with, with Nick and Will. And yep. uh, we're back uh, myself. Will with the preview. Phil Cundy, $5 pound sterling. Braggs, commit to get a touchdown versus the Lions. Should he be the face of Hero Bread? Uh, he could be, even though he laughed at me when I talked about my yeah, macros. Yeah, he's, he's the face Hero of Uncrustables. F.U. Braggs. It's he's, a great the, he's the face of F.U. Braggs. Hey, I hope he, I hope it's an F.U. Braggs game. Go, go Cole. Let's go. Nagy, you were on fire again today. Martin, appreciate everything you said. Calamity J, Leondis, Eli. Midway just, Monsters. Just reading names on the just screen again, every, even though there's like a bunch of people that have them. I, I love chat. them all. I yeah. love them all. We'll see you next time. We all silly like the mayor. 